I'm Mark Pender for Econoday with Mark Rogers, Senior Economist for Econoday. Mark, this past week was very complicated. We had Fed Minutes, Fed Speak, U.S. Economic News, and Overseas News. Let's start with the Fed. What stood out for about the FOMC Minutes for you, Mark? Basically, while the unemployment rate has come down, many FOMC participants still see the labor market as basically soft, as suggested by sluggish sluggish wage rates. Uh, policy tightening is still seen as data dependent and most uh, per participants see inflation moving closer to goal of 2% PCE price inflation. So it's really a, a question of data dependency of whether the Fed is going to uh, speed up uh, rate tightening or not. I think the Fed is clearly staying on track for uh, taper. There's not going to be any surprise there, but uh, the rate hikes are going to be data dependent. Uh, and we've got a little bit of a learning curve ahead. Uh, we've got to add some things to our vocabulary. Uh, for the Fed to control the unwinding, you know, their taper is stopping adding to the balance sheet, but once there's no more addition, at some point there's unwinding. That's a completely different story. So for unwinding the balance sheet, the Fed is going to depend on two policy instruments, the interest paid on excess reserves and the reverse repo rate. So those are the two items that are going to, to be added to our vocabulary and uh, there likely will be a 25 basis point band with interest on excess reserves at the top and the reverse repo rate at the bottom. There was quite a lot of Fed speak this past week, with the highlight, of course, being Janet Yellen from Jackson Hole. And the speech, I think, in some seemed a little bit dovish to me. Yes, uh, she's not changed her view of the economy very much. She still emphasized the importance of an array of employment statistics, not just the un unemployment rate, which has been falling faster than expected. Uh, it's down to 6.2 percent, but uh, she said if you look at an array of employment statistics, the labor market is has yet to fully recover, and uh, she says there's no preset path for monetary policy. Uh, during her presentation at Jackson Hole uh, this past Friday, she noted a, an internal measure that uh, the Federal Reserve Board has developed on uh, measuring strength in the labor market. It, it covers 19 different measures of uh, the, the labor market and according to that it's still soft. Uh, that's not a regularly released item but uh, it, it's a measure that she follows and her view is the labor market is still soft.
or outside the labor market, uh, however much that debate goes on, we're seeing some strength in uh, in some areas. Uh, there were uh, several indicators were moderately strong for both housing and manufacturing. Well, a actually, let, let's let's jump back just a bit. Uh, Yellen was the highlight within the Fed last week, but uh, there's quite a bit of Fed speak and. Uh, there were some very mixed comments to come out. Uh, Fed Bank of St. Louis uh, President James Bullard said that the Fed should begin tightening monetary policy earlier than previously expected. Kansas City Fed President Esther George agreed with that view that rates rate increases should come sooner. In contrast, Atlanta Fed, Dennis Lockhart was substantially more dovish, urging more patience for making sure that the recovery was in place. And Yellen's, one of the Yellen's points in her uh, key point in her speech was not to rely too much on the unemployment rate. And do you think that was addressed uh, at the Hawks because of the unemployment rate having come down so much? Well, it's a dual question issue. There's the economy clearly is showing broader strength, but the strength is primarily outside of the labor market. Labor market is lagging other facets of the economy. So this debate's going to go on uh, for quite some time. And that gets us to the housing and manufacturing data. Can you uh, touch on that, Mark? Sure. The numbers this past week, they were not outstanding, but they were relatively good. Housing starts for July jumped to an annualized pace of uh, 1.093 million units. Uh, topped expectations, it was up a sharp. 15.7% on a monthly basis. Uh, uh, July's pace was the highest since November 2013. So, and strength was not just in the multifamily component, but uh, notable gain, strength was in the multifamily component, but we also saw a gain in the single family component. Uh, existing home sales in July rose 2.4%. So that was quite favorable. Um, the, housing is starting to look like it's on an uptrend. It's regaining strength. And, and manufacturing, it seems like uh, we have an important durable goods report this week, but l looking at what we've seen so far from the regional surveys, uh, there's still a, a strength, but it seems to be slowing a little bit th this month. What do you think, Mark? Well, durables is uh, lagging the uh, monthly regional surveys, and uh, durables is going to be a wild card this week. comes out Tuesday. And we have some really big numbers being talked about for durables based on uh, Boeing orders uh, for aircraft. Uh, so we, we, we could see a record high. Uh, the numbers come out Tuesday. We could see a record high for durables orders. It's an eye-popping 24.5% uh, 
at the high end of the economy forecast, right? Eye popping is exactly what it is. But excluding, but excluding transportation now, we're uh, we're going to see just a normal incremental movement. You think? Uh, probably this. Uh, the, the forecast is for zero point four percent, which is still healthy. Uh, but uh, you're right, the regional data are looking a little, well, they're still positive, but they've decelerated. So uh, there's not a strong correlation between the regional surveys and some of the national data, but uh, manufacturing's uh, and housing, they've both been oscillating, but at least uh, the, the trend is upward. Well, and this morning we're taping midday Monday. Uh, we had new home sales, which the headline came in softer than expected, but we had upward revisions and new supply coming into the market. And another constraint has been higher prices, but they, at least in this report, seem to be coming down. What did you make of the new home sales report? Uh, b basically, you've got to go back to that word oscillating. And uh, there's the numbers have gone back and forth, but uh, the trend has been upward. Uh, one of the disconcerting issues is home prices. And we've got two rep reports coming out on home prices, FHFA and uh, S&P, Shiller, and they have really decelerated. They're still, well, actually we had a decline in case Schuller in the most recent report for May, FHFA uh, continues upward, but at a slower pace. So uh, we really need to pay attention to the two home price reports this week. And how should we balance uh, the home prices? They're a positive for sales, they draw sales in, but they're a negative for home uh, uh, homeowner wealth. That's right, and uh, basically you have to see rising home prices for homes to go on the market. So uh, it's still a key factor to keep the housing market moving forward. Uh, we need to see steady, respectable gains in home prices. Uh, for buyers to believe that it's a good investment and for sellers to want to sell. Well, thank you very much as always, Mark Rogers of Econoday. I'm Mark Pender for Econoday.